This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're looking at four steps to successful long-term weight management. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. And welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I am not a doctor. I am not a trainer. I'm just a person like you that uh, is trying to lose some weight. Our website is logicalloss.com. And if you're looking for some community, some support, check out logicallosers.com. It's kind of an online version of Weight Watchers that we do. We meet every Monday night at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, if you can't make it there, realize everybody listens at different uh, times of the day. You can listen to the uh, phone call. is recorded every week. We'd love to see you there. And right now we're still – I found this book called Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds Without Surgery. And uh, I just saw this morning where somebody had gone out to our website, clicked on the Amazon link, and bought the book. So thank you. By going – to LogicalLoss.com and buying it there does help support the show, and I really do greatly appreciate that. And so I'm reading this chapter, and again, I love this book because it's just common sense stuff. And so he talks about here, step one is get some professional help. So I am not, again, a trainer or a doctor, but if nothing else, get a book. Get uh, He talks about here about going to eat right Dot org. So if we do that together, I thought I would do this with you. I've never been here. I, I There were two ways I could play this. I thought, well, I could go to it and report on it, or we could do it together. And it is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietics, Dietetics, excuse me. And so it's a way, if you're looking for, uh, a, if you want to become a registered dietitian, That is one place to do it. But over in the right-hand corner, it says find a registered dietitian. So when I click on that, it gives me a lovely disclaimer that I have to say I agree and pretend that I read it. And all you do is you put in your zip code, which I'm doing here. I am uh, in Rocky River, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. And sure enough, I got, uh, wow, lots of dietitians all over the place, and um, which is interesting because most of them, I'm looking here, I mean, I've got 20, 30 people here, uh, Kent, Ohio, 
it's interesting. If you want to become a registered dietitian, apparently you should do it in Cleveland, Ohio. There's tons south of me. There's actually a printable list. And it has their phone number and their email address, which is interesting. And uh, if you're looking for a dietitian, because as we said last week, it is about the food. And so that's an interesting resource. And we talked last week about how anything you're going to be changing about your life, it has to be something you're willing to do forever. So that's when I said, you know what, as much as I'm trying to beat my addiction, I guess we could call it, to Mountain Dew, I don't know that I'll ever forever give up Mountain Dew, but there are other things I can do that will give up and uh, and not really, oh, what's the word, kill me for lack of a better phrase. So he says, the first thing I learned about exercising is that whole no pain, no gain is incorrect. If exercising is causing you pain, you should stop. Now, we should say here, since we're talking about exercising again, I'm not a doctor. Always consult your doctor before doing any kind of exercise. He says, the point of exercise is to exert yourself just a little bit more than the time before. If you're almost 600 pounds like I was, this means just walking will create exertion. So this is what happens sometimes. We uh, we get all fired up and pumped up and we just go kill ourselves at the gym and then we can't move for three days. And, you know, start off slow and then slowly work its way up. The other thing, so step one, get some help. Step two then, uh, you know, realize it's going to be a slow process. And so step two here, he says, uh, be honest with yourself. He says, denial is a powerful force. Uh, I used to say, and I hear others in a similar situation say, say that they don't eat that much. And he has a great point here again. He says, unless, because sometimes like for me, I could say, well, what worked for me about probably going on 10 years ago is I exercised twice a day and I ate a lot of salads. Now, did that work? Well, I dropped 20 pounds, but it didn't work because it wasn't something I could sustain. He says, unless you've kept the weight off, that diet didn't work. It's been a failure and you'll continue to be a failure or it will continue to be a failure. So stop doing it. Anyone can lose weight. Keeping it off is why you bought this book in the first place. And I was like, you know, that's that's the way to look at it. Because I could say I was successful. I lost 20 pounds and I got down to pretty close to where I wanted to be. Yeah, but it, it wasn't successful because I couldn't go to the gym twice every day and I couldn't live on salads. So uh, step one, get some help. Step two, be honest with yourself. And step three, and we've talked about this in the past. We talked about it a little bit last week. Is He says, what worked for me is eating roughly six times a day, about two hours between meals. He goes, I eat breakfast, a mid-morning snack. Um, lunch, a mid-afternoon snack, dinner, and an evening snack. He goes, that's it. Three meals, three snacks every day, day in and day out. Now, he also then, a snack, instead of being a Snickers bar, might be strawberries. A snack might be, you know, um, whatever, uh, a banana instead of whatever, uh, chips. And we talked about how you're looking for uh, things that are nutrient-dense, not calorie dense. And so he's, he calls step three detox. And you do this by drinking water, eating healthy food often. So you're not starving yourself. He says, and then eat in bulk. He says, the problem with processed food, 
uh, that's high in fat, sugar and salt, is they're not very filling. You wind up taking a large number of calories and you don't feel full. He goes, the goal now is to fill yourself up with food that will make you feel very full, but not have anywhere near the calories or the garbage. And he talks about substitutions. He said one of the big substitutions he made was non-fat yogurt and frozen fruit taking the place of ice cream. He says, I can eat frozen fruit until I'm ready to burst, and yet it's only a few hundred calories. So here again, making better choices. He's not saying starve yourself, just it'll fill you up. Step four, he says, write it down. Sometimes people will email me or come up to me in person. They'll tell me they're only eating 1,200 calories. He says, unless the person telling me uh, that they're eating 1,200 calories is four feet tall, there's no, there's only one explanation for that predicament. And he goes, it's very simple. Uh, they're lying. And I thought about that. And I, you know, it's, we all do that. He says, you must write down everything you eat. Everything that goes into your mouth goes on that paper. And I can tell you right now that yesterday, uh, I'm missing 160 calories because I ate two cheese sticks, the strip cheese thing. Because I'm like, oh, cool, it's 80 calories. It's somewhat better than, you know, some of the other stuff I was eating. But he says, before it goes in your mouth, you have to write it down. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for fail. He says, you also must weigh or measure your portions and count the servings. We talked about this last week, that if you can... Cook at home. We talked about the myth that I don't have time to eat, so we go to restaurants where they feed us twice as much as we need. After we drive there, wait in line to get seated, wait to get waited on, wait for our food, wait for our credit card to get processed. You've got plenty of time to cook at home, and right there you can measure your food. You can get a great uh, food scale. They make them now where they're digital. It's really cool, and they're not super expensive. Yeah, I just went out to Amazon and did a uh, quick search. You're looking at 14, 19, 15, 13, $6 for a food scale. 13, you're easy. Because I know with me, I love to eat grilled chicken breast. And I, I've said it before, I want to know, I want to see the chicken. Because apparently it's the size of my dog. If this is the breast of the chicken, how big, that chicken must be like Godzilla. Because they're huge. And I think a, a typical, Portion size for chickens should be three ounces, with about the size of a deck of cards. And this was about the size of, I don't know, my head. So I was eating like six, seven, in some cases, eight ounces. That's a half a pound of chicken. No, that's, and you go, okay, I ate one chicken breast. No, you're lying. He says the liar also tends to conveniently forget free food at work. Because after all, the calories don't count if it's free. As well as trips to the vending machine, their morning coffee drive through uh, or food served to them by someone else. If somebody else makes the food, well, then it doesn't count. He says, so I tell people to write it down and bring me their food journal. And it's kind of funny because he, he goes through that they write down that they had a breath mint for breakfast, maybe a cup of coffee and a piece of toast. Their snack was a breath mint. They had a protein bar for lunch. They had plain air pop popcorn for snacks. Dinner was a frozen diet dinner. They had a cheese strick and a glass of water for uh, for a snack, and that, that comes up to uh, 900 calories. And he goes, and I don't understand why I'm losing weight. He goes, now, he goes, he goes through, and he goes, really what that means is they had a cup of coffee and toast. That's 100 calories. He goes, then they had a peppermint-flavored iced coffee with whipped cream from the coffee drive-thru. That's 530 calories. 
He goes, then lunch is a protein bar for 300 calories. Then just a random trip to the vending machine, uh, one 20-ounce bottle of soda, 290 calories. That does kill me. Uh, then lunch, number two, is free pizza at work because some of the contests, uh, somebody did really good and who knows, but hey, it's free pizza. You can't pass up free pizza. And uh, so that's 800 calories. Then you have snack number two, which of course is the plain air pop popcorn. Then another whatever random trip vending machine. You're you're kind of stressed out about the work you're doing, whatever it is. And again, it's another 20 ounce bottle of soda. Enjoy the 290 calories. Plus, hey, why not a candy bar? Because after all, you've been good today. You just ate some air pop popcorn that tasted like cardboard. So that's 290 calories for the the drink and 280 calories for the. Uh, the candy bar. Then dinner, of course, well, you're being good. So you have that one frozen diet dinner. That's 300 calories. You have one garden salad topped with full fat dressing, which of course the, the salad with the dressing, yeah, 300 calories. Uh, then more dinner. Hey, it's leftover pizza brought home from the, uh, hey, because we had, we, you can't throw it away, uh, party. There's another 800 calories. And then of course, a, a quick snack just before you go to bed. And that again is your one cheese stick and a glass of water. So that's a total of 4,180 calories. And that is why you're not losing weight. And I gotta say, I'm kind of guilty of that one, I think. I've really been trying hard this week to make sure that I'm putting, you know, I'm being honest with myself. And it's, it's kind of hard to look at it and say, I, I switched back to my fitness pal. And, it's a little weird at times because there are times when it gives me a lot of credit for my Fitbit and I'll look up and it'll say, you've got calories left. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Cause I, I ate 2000 calories and I'm trying to, to clock in around 1700. And it's like, you have some because you know, I, I walked 9,000, 10,000 steps and it's giving me a lot of uh, calories for walking that far. And I'm like, I don't think so. So I'm still looking at how much food did I eat and if I if I walk, then it's just um, it's icing on the cake. But I'm really trying to make sure before it goes in my mouth, it goes into my fitness pal on my phone. And uh, the, the logical losers, we do have video that shows you how to do that. So uh, it's very important again that you write things down. And so let's go through those again. Step one, of course, get some help. Go uh, find a dietitian. And talk to them about your food. Step two, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself that, uh, you know, maybe what you're doing now isn't working. And then step three, do the stuff that we know you need to do. Detox. Get all the crap out of your house. You don't need the Twinkies. You don't need the chips. You don't need the ice cream. Get it out of there. If it's not in your house, then you can't eat it. Start drinking water. Uh, eat good stuff multiple times during the day so you're not starving. And again, um, substitute the bad stuff with good stuff. And then step four, write it down. And I heard a podcast. Oh, I wish you could remember what it was. It wasn't really even fitness. And they talked about something about the victim mentality, especially here in the United States. Everyone's a victim. You know, if somebody murders somebody else, don't blame me. Blame Smith and Wesson, Smith and Wesson, or whoever uh, 
made the gun. Uh, don't. It's not my fault. It's my parents. I was, you know, I was not hugged enough as a child. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. And I was listening to this podcast, and they said one of the things that is the first step, the first step of really, because this guy had, uh, it was the Bright Ideas podcast. It's actually a business marketing show. And there was a guy on the show who within a year, within a year, had lost his wife and his son to cancer. Can you imagine that? He first lost his son to uh, some sort of tumor with cancer, and then within a year, his wife died of breast cancer. And he said things like that. He goes, number one, you are stronger than you think. Now, you don't know this until you get tested, but he said, don't underestimate yourself. You are stronger than you think. We have that inner, some of us, if it's spiritual, we might say we have that inner strength. But I've talked about this in the past, things that we've done. Think about the hardest thing you've ever done. And for me, one of the ones that's still in the top five is my mom died when I was 24 and I had to go tell my grandma she'd outlived her, her kid. And that was like just, I still don't know how I did that. But I got through it. We did it, and you are stronger than you think. But we want to be a victim. We want to go, well, it's, you know, I I can't watch TV. It's TV's fault because every time I'm watching my favorite show, they'll have an advertisement for Applebee's followed by this, followed by ice cream, followed by that. And, you know, and then I've got to buy chips for the kids because the kids want to have chips, Right. And they want ice cream. Why should I make my kids suffer? Because I can't stop eating the whole gallon. Well, and this is the thing that I was like, wow, this is this is an interesting concept. We've kind of talked about this in the past. And that is, he said, you need to to look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm 100 percent responsible for what I am right now. And I was like, "Ooh, there's a different thought because we do like to blame other people. But to sit there and go, well, it's my fault. Because I know I would love to, I would love, let's say um, you're married and your marriage blows. I could come up with a better phrase, but blows will work for now. And you could say, well, it's all, the it's my spouse's fault. In my case, she doesn't listen. She doesn't that. And she doesn't she and she and she. And of course, if we want to get cute, we could say when you point at somebody else, four other or three of their fingers point back at you. But when I, um. It's not a a secret. My wife and I did some marriage counseling. And one of the things they said that even if you can't get your spouse to come to counseling, if you go to counseling, if you make changes to you, there's always for every action, there is a reaction. And in some cases, in fact, don't go to counseling. If you're doing marriage counseling, just we'll take a little sidetrack from fitness here. If you're going to marriage counseling, don't go to marriage counseling hoping that the counselor is going to fix them. You're there to help fix you and your actions will then cause a reaction in your spouse that hopefully will be the reaction that you're looking for. So it's not all about them changing. It's about you changing that will inspire them to change. And uh, most people don't want to hear that. They just want to go, hey, he's an idiot. Tell the idiot that he's an idiot so he'll change. That doesn't work that way. But to then sit there and go, wait a minute, does that mean I'm responsible for my marriage? Does that mean I'm responsible for my weight? Yeah. And you're like, well, no, obviously, can we, there are those times that 
you know, what, what if I'm getting beat? What if, what if you're a woman getting beat? Well, you are responsible for staying in that marriage. You're not responsible. Nobody deserves to get beat. But if you stay in that marriage, eh. it's like people always say, I've said this in the past, that you are, uh, you are basically the accumulation of every decision you've ever made. Kind of the same thing. And there are those people like, oh, oh my parents were awful. And they, uh, they made me, they grounded me all the time. Okay, you got grounded. Did you stay in your room or did you sneak out? I, I forget who said it, but life is 10% what happens to you, 90% what you do with that. And my little buzz phrase is your response. Your response is your responsibility. It is. And we love to blame other people. I, I think I'm guilty of that. I know, uh, I'll be honest with you, last night, speaking of my lovely wife, um, we had a, a disagreement. And uh, sure enough, man, I went right to Wendy's and got a medium chocolate frosty. Shame, shame, shame on me. And I, I, And that's when I listened to this podcast. I'm like, you know what? My response is my responsibility. And I could say, well, it's her fault because we had an argument. But in the end, it's it's what I did. You know, so there I was. And, and just to tell you the truth here, we always talk about the food. So there I was uh, cooling down from the argument. I live right next door to a basically to a high school. So I was walking around the track. I would have to walk forever to walk off the calories from a a Wendy's Frosty. And so that was just a bad choice. You know, I should have gone and strawberries. I love strawberries. I mean, they, and again, I don't know how they're making them because there are strawberries now that are, you guessed it, the size of my head. And it's not that I have a small head. Actually, I have a pretty large noggin. But, you know, those are yummy. And I'm sure many less calories than a uh, chocolate Frosty or a Twinkie. I uh, was amazed my uh, sister had bought a Twinkie. She bought a box of Twinkies. I'm like, oh, man, Twinkies. And if you're um, not from the U.S., Twinkies are these really nasty sponge cakes with a creamy filling that have like a shelf life of like, I don't know, 700 years. Like if there was like an atomic war, Twinkies and cockroaches would, would live. And so she was eating one. I said, do me a favor. And she goes, what? And I go, break me off. Like the the bottom, like break me off a bite of Twinkie. I said, I haven't had a Twinkie in about 15 years. And I, I'm here to tell you something. If you're like, oh, man, Twinkies, it's kind of like those things where you think the good old days were always good. And if you can actually go back, you'd probably remember that they, you know, like junior high for me just sucked. And I'm here to tell you as much as Twinkies, I thought, oh, man, I, Twinkies are all, no, Twinkies are not good. That was not. I'm like, why did I eat these? That was luckily it was just one bite. But I was like, all right, I can cross that off the list. Not uh, something I'm going to be uh, chiming into. So I think we need to be honest with ourselves. I talked about putting myself first. been doing that, and um, I'm headed in the right direction. Still not happy with my progress at this point, but uh, this book is inspiring me. It's called, again, Impossible, How I Lost 400 Pounds. And uh, I've interviewed the author on this show, Really great guy. And the more I'm reading it, the more inspired I am getting to that. And he says, it's great to be inspired. It is. It's awesome to be inspired. He goes, that's the match. He goes, but in the end, it's going to be you that goes through and makes these lifestyle changes. So if you're interested in that, go out to logicalloss.com forward slash 228 and uh, you can pick up the book. 
did want to come back and um, in the past I talked about Fit Orbit. I had signed up. In fact, I think I still have another month, month and a half at Fit Orbit. This is a great idea, but I'm here to tell you why I'm not going to renew my contract. And um, they have, I mean, you have a real personalized trainer and they can look over your food plan, suggest meals, suggest exercises. It's awesome. And that part is great. They, they create a customized exercise plan. They give you personal daily meal plans and you can print out a grocery list. And so that part is great. Now, if you're busy and hello, are we not all busy? I was really planning on doing this on my phone. Now on their website, it's a little faster. But I was like, look, I'm all over the place and I, I do all my stuff on my phone. I, I do reports and things like that on uh, the actual, and right now I'm doing my fitness pal, but I'm here to tell you that in the time it would take me to enter Shakeology and a glass of milk, I could put in pretty much my entire day in my fitness pal, Fit Orbit's web, uh, their, their, smartphone app, which to me just ties into their website, is insanely slow. Like, and I know it's funny, but it's probably like three seconds. Like you'll go and enter food and it's literally like this. Boom. There it goes. It's it's really slow. And then you'd be like, you'll try to search foods and they have some great ideas, but the boys over at Fit Orbit need to go to the back end and go, this thing's too slow. And unfortunately, my trainer was like, hey, I've noticed you haven't put your food in. I'm like, this thing is too slow for me. I go, now, again, is that an excuse? Yeah, but it was, I was putting it in, you know, my fitness pal or whatever else I was using and then doing double work at Fit Orbit. And it's it's interesting in the fact that she will give you or he will give you a personalized exercise thing and and food. But I'm kind of a picky eater. But that was, for me, the deal breaker. I just went, this is, uh, it's it's it just took way too much time. And that's one of the things we mentioned today. Write down. It's so important to write down what you eat. And for me, it was painfully slow. I mean, I've used them all. I've used Lose It. I've used the Calorie Counter. I've used my Fitness Pal. I've used the... Um, I've used Fitbit. I've, I mean, and this was just like, wow, out of all those, this one and their database was not great. So I love the idea of a personalized fitness trainer who actually would send notes back and forth and they could see what you did. Love the concept, love the concept of the exercises, but it is shackled by their technology. And so right now, if somebody said, would you do this? I'd be like, no. Now I would just, we've talked about apps in the past that give you exercise routines and things like that. I'm like, no, cause it's not cheap. It's not cheap. And, um, I'm going to cancel my account and that is going to do it for this episode of the logical weight loss podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Our website is logicalloss.com. You can see all of our contact information out there. We do have again, the banner on the right hand side for Amazon. If you're going to be doing anything, with Amazon, please go out to logicalloss.com, click on the Amazon banner, and a portion of that sale. 
goes back to support the show. Another way you can support the show, go out to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes and write us a review. And I'm telling you right now, I'm calling my shot. Today I am at, uh, I think it was at 216.2. And I'm telling you next week, I'm going to be down. Just straight up, I'm calling my shot right here. I uh, Like I said, I've switched gears. I've gone back to my fitness pal. And it's just a little, sometimes keeping it simple. You know, you get these fancy schmancy stuff. And um, I, I just, I am I love the fact that at the end of the day, when I say I'm done with my food, and it says if you do another days like this, you'll weigh, you know, this much weight, you'll lose this much weight in X amount of weeks. And it kind of predicts the future for you. And also it does the opposite. If you say, hey, if you have another six days like this, you're going to be weighing a ton. So I, uh, I've used them all. I really like my fitness pal. And uh, that and my Fitbit are the two things that really keep me going. And um, I just feel like I've, uh, you know, I started off great this year, dropped uh, quite a number of pounds, and I went back up, and I'm ready to go back down again. And uh, so I'm calling my shot. Next week when we talk, we're going to hear how much weight I lost. So thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I